relationships anymore. I've been in control because I'm so scared of my heart being broken. And he told me, it's not your heart, it's mine. It's not yours. It's, it's, it's mine. So give it back to me so I can mend it back. And it was there where I, where I realized that all I had to do was say yes. And I wish I could have figured that out a long time ago. (laughs) But all I had to do was say yes to him. Hey guys, I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. Kendra and I are two moms who live across the street from each other, and we have 10 kids between us. We're just living our Catholic faith and hope that you'll join us. We are part of a ministry called His Beloved of Texas, where we bring women together for prayer, community, and to sit at the feet of Jesus. We hope you'll join us on Facebook and Instagram. Scripture tells us that hope does not disappoint, and we want to bring you stories of how the Lord has worked in women's lives, men's lives, so that you can know that God is moving and working in your life too. We want to bring you hope. Hey guys, this is Megan. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today we have a new friend of ours, someone Kendra and I just adored getting to know, and we decided she is our people and we are keeping her, and that is Elise Ariano. She lives in Austin, Texas, and she's a mom of a sweet little nine-year-old girl and a high school teacher and a Catholic speaker and a beautiful graphic designer. She makes some fantastic artwork at That Catholic Design, so go check her out, and she makes these fantastic masks that people are wearing all over Austin and really all over the country right now. And today we get to hear Elisa's story. And you guys, her story, it is, it's just so genuine. And so uh, she's so vulnerable with us. And for me, listening to her story, there was something I thought of, you know, it's one thing to be a theologian and to study theology and to study scripture and to really know who Jesus is on paper and what the church says about Jesus and what the Bible says about Jesus. But it's another to actually live it and experience it. And Elise knows Jesus, not in a, the Bible told me so way, but in a, I have experienced him. I have felt his presence. I know he loves me. I know he is my beloved. And what was amazing about her story is she didn't know that she was the beloved until a year ago. A year ago, you guys. Like, God has been working in her heart in such a beautiful way, and she shares it with all of us. And it's a story of no matter how far you fall, no matter what level of heartache, abuse, and pain you experience, Jesus is still there, and He loves you so deeply, and He just wants to pull you out of that pit of despair and call you His beloved. And I can't wait for you to hear it. I hope that in all of our podcasts, you hear a couple of things. One, that God is so good and that we can trust Him, and that if He works in the hearts of other women, He can work in ours too, that there is room for Him to 
love us and to convert our hearts and to draw us closer to Him. So I hope you enjoy. Also, I hope that you check out Elise on the Catholic Mom Summit that's coming up soon. She is one of the speakers, and she's specifically speaking to single mothers, but she said it would be great for any moms to hear. So we will post the information in the show notes. There's a ton of fantastic Catholic speakers who will be speaking at that virtual conference coming up soon. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy. Hey, friends. How you doing? Hey. Welcome back to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra. And we are here today with Elise Arellano. I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> you say it for us in a much better way than I just did. <laughs> oh, it was pretty close. Elise Arellano. Hey, I was pretty yeah, good. I think good. it just got too I think bad. You did it right. That was good. Okay. And she is the maker behind the most fantastic Catholic masks of all time, <laughs> and also a lot of other fantastic art with that Catholic design. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm always afraid I'm going to get the name of the <laughs> company wrong. Um, and we're just so excited to have her. She's another girl from Austin and a friend of ours. She's come to our His Beloved events before and has just really just been cheering us on on Instagram, mm-hmm. which we adore. And, um, and I have fallen in love with her masks. I wear them every <laughs> single day. And they're my favorite. They're really cute. At Mass this morning, there's a whole family behind us that had her masks on with St. Michael the Archangel on one side. It was so neat. That's awesome. And are you selling the Jesus I Trust in You ones now? Um, Not yet. I'll have them on... Actually, yeah, it's November already, right? Yes! Yes. November 1st. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'll have them up Because I'm going to need one of those for sure. I love those. She has um, Immaculate Heart of Mary and a couple of other Marian ones and... St. Michael, and they're really comfy and easy to wear, so there's not a plug for her. But anyway, (laughs) all right, so today, you guys, is All Saints Day. Yay. Happy All Saints Day. It's not for y'all when you hear this, but it is for us, so that's cool, right? (laughs) That's true. That's true. I forget about that. Yeah, so we just had a little All Saints Day party with our kids and got to let our kids get to know each other, which was really fun. Yeah, they dressed up. It was really cute. Yeah, um, my child was a little scared at first not used to being around a lot of kids nope. <laughs> seven million children <laughs> i'm gonna warn them when they come to our street because our street has so many kids it's all just chaos and running around <laughs> yeah and there's a car everybody get out of the street yeah. that's a beautiful thing that's, that's who we are fun. awesome okay so, fun. so we have some fun questions we want to get to know you before we just dive into all right get to know me um <laughs> And I'm asking this question because I heard you talking about it outside, and it's funny. So I want this to be part of the podcast. <laughs> you didn't know that I was, like, setting you up, did you? So um, we were talking about school in the mornings and waking our kids up. What kind of kid were you to be woken up? <laughs> I hate it mornings. I still hate mornings. I'm not a morning gal. Um, I would scream and cry to get out of bed. And my mom... Poor thing. She would have to come in my bed and actually dress me. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness! I did not hear that. This is not every morning, but okay. What I have are we memories. talking here? I don't know. I have I have slight memories of this. I also had dreams of me falling asleep after my mom told me to wake up and get ready. And this is more of middle high school. Um, and then my dream, I would fall back asleep when she would tell me to wake up, and I'm dressing myself in my dream. <laughs> And then she'll yell at me again or come into my room to wake me up. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I'm not even dressed. <laughs> in your dream, you're like already dream, out the door. <laughs> I was fully dressed, about to go. Yeah. That's so funny. Like the reverse 
go to work in pajamas dream, you know? <laughs> just stay here forever. That's, That's awesome. Funny. Okay. So you ask your second question too. Yeah. I like that one too. And then I'll ask them. Okay. So my husband and I were, we steal our kids Halloween candy. Oh yeah. That's what you have to <laughs> when do. When you dig through your daughter's basket, what would you go for first? What's your favorite? Any kind of gummy. Oh. I like the gummies. But Did you do sour sadden, gummies? Or yes. Gummies? Any, anything like that. Okay. But those are her favorite too. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> that's not cool. So I get in trouble when I eat them. Yeah. Oh. So I just discovered yesterday while we were on a hayride through our neighborhood, two things about Kendra that I did not know. And I'm a little like, I'm not sure we can be friends after this. <laughs> two one, things, two one. No. One is that you don't like Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I love those. I said, who doesn't like Reese's peanut butter cups? And Gwen goes, Kendra doesn't. I was like, what? That's shocking. And the second thing I said is no one likes Almond Joys because those are the worst. You might as well give them back. I heard I, her ask her daughter, do you have any more Almond Joys? Those are Kendra's favorite. <laughs> but this like, is we need to have an intervention. Because I won't take your Reese's and you won't take my Almond Joys. <laughs> because that's the trash candy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not listening to Y'all me. Okay, okay each we will yes, share okay. and trade. <laughs> we can trade. We are symbiotic. We yes. just we fill each other's there gaps. Go. Okay, well, there you go. I was a little shocked by this. Almond Joys are gross. They're so good. My mom loves Almond Joys. Really? Yes. Okay. And my I, dad. I think they both do. They're a little stingy on the almonds. I will say that. One they're almond. They're tiny. But they're tiny. Of a, <laughs> but wait, isn't it like it's coconut? So, it's coconut and chocolate and it's creamy and coconutty and then you get a crunch from the almond. It's so good. <laughs> okay. That's so good. Well, now I know who to send the Almond Joys to. Yes. Okay. So I want to know, how many masks have you made since COVID started? Question. Okay. <laughs> I was actually not going to sell them. Yeah. Tell um, that story. I gave them, I liked, my heart is filled when I give gifts to mm-hmm. people. So, um, especially to priests. So I decided to give it to Father Cook. Yeah. And he put it on Instagram one night wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um... People are starting to ask for them. They email me. And now it's a thing. (laughs) I don't see your mask on your website. Where is it? So here I am. I don't have one made. I put in Photoshop. I just mocked one up really quick and put it on the website within five minutes of him posting it. Like I made this on Photoshop and (laughs) posted it. And my thing was, I'm a single mommy and I'm Catholic. And I know that a lot of Catholic families have tons of children so I wanted to make sure that they were affordable because mm-hmm. I see that some masks thank you they're like fifteen dollars yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm thinking a family of six ten kids yeah. they're not going to be able to afford mass and no. be able to evangelize at the same time mm-hmm. so that was that was my thinking when I did this um anyway so I got it up orders started coming in and I was very thankful for that but then Abby Johnson posted. <laughs> then comes Abby. <laughs> and then Gus Lloyd. Oh, Gus Lloyd. Yes. I didn't know that one. I knew Abby had given you Abby a Abby and Gus, um, within, I want to say, two weeks. Oh, my goodness. Posted. Wow. Without me even knowing. I didn't know this. Because um, Abby wears hers all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was about to start teaching school that following week. Mm-hmm. So I was not prepared. I was... That week, I sold maybe, I made, I want to say, a 1000 Wow. And it's just you and Eliana making yes. them. 
Wow. Yes. That's incredible. Um, it was a blessing. Uh, and God was preparing me because I, um, my washer flooded my house. Oh, no. And then my transmission went out in my vehicle. God is so good. Wow. Isn't he? He provided. Yeah. yeah. He said, hey, you don't know this is going to happen right now, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to work through these other people to help you get these orders. Yeah. And then you're going to have to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're working you're for You're working for it. <laughs> and then you won't have to worry. I'm going to provide it for you. And then you can take care of it. And sure enough, I, I was able to. And you're evangelizing at the same time yes. and giving people a way to live out their faith yeah. in the public, which is fantastic. Yes, um, because our whole thing is preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. St. Francis. Love that one. That's so, awesome. That's really neat. But all in total, I don't even know anymore. That's so fantastic. Do you have your little system down, you and your daughter? Just as Yes, well? we did. Um, but my... Uh, my um, worker takes a lot of breaks. Because she, <laughs> she's eight, right? She's nine. Oh, nine. Okay. She, well, she just turned nine, yeah. So at the time yeah. she was eight, she likes to take a lot of breaks um, and never return <laughs> <laughs> until the next day. So um, I will tell you one memory I have. I was exhausted. I, I was probably waking up at seven. Remember I said, I'm not a morning person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so six, seven is early for me in the summer. Um, I was getting those ready and I, I was not done working until about two or three in the morning. Um, wow. because I knew I, I needed to get these orders out. Mm-hmm. And one day my daughter saw how tired I was. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> uh, she got up herself and started working on the orders oh, while wow. I was asleep. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. My that's little so eight year old at the time. And look what you're teaching her through all this. Oh what my she's gosh. Learning about yeah. trusting God oh, and, yeah. and how if you do the work, there's a blessing from oh, yeah. that. Like, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful oh, gift. Yeah. And to it's... sacrifice herself for you. Like, I know. So much oh, that's she beautiful. teaches me so much. That's so wonderful. That's amazing. That's oh. amazing. When I saw you post how you were exhausted <laughs> and you only had her as your helper I was like I should go drop Ella and Olivia off at her house <laughs> yeah. they could get some work done for you <laughs> I ended up hiring um oh good my cousin because <laughs> I wanted to keep it in the family too Ooh, yeah uh he came and helped and was was really helpful because <laughs> I got to just I taught him how to do it and then I just went off made dinner we ate and I was able to breathe a little bit because yeah we were making him while we were eating, and yeah. so it just became a lot. That's yeah. so fun. But it was, it, I loved it. I don't, I don't regret anything. Yeah. It was just beautiful. That's why we still have them up. I did put sold out for a little did bit. Did you? Like, <laughs> I, I need to take breathe. a break. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I got some before Tessa's baptism, and I got one for Chris and Kendra and Chad, and then I just posted our baptism pictures. Yeah. And I had probably 20, 25 people text oh, yeah. me, where'd you get those masks? I want one of those. I, would, I need one now. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> they're just, they're really, really cute. Oh, yeah, I think you did a good job. Yeah, they are. Okay. So you have a whole business around saint artwork. Yes. And I mean, I just know that your heart is for the Lord and for the saints. So I want to know, who are your like heavy hitter saints in your My life? saint squad. Yes, your saint squad. <laughs> oh, I love that. Who is that? Um, Padre Pio, one. And you'll probably hear about him later on. Okay. St. Joseph and Mary Magdalene. Ooh, I like all those. Okay, can you tell me why? Are you going to tell me later? 
Uh, St. Pio, a lot of suffering. Mm. Uh, St. Joseph is who I've given my letter to for my future husband. Um, I delivered a letter to St. Joseph asking, I wrote all my, one time I had a friend say, put whatever you want, like whatever perfect man is out there for you, you know, just put it on a piece of paper. It's okay to be selfish. And I said, anything? And she's like, yes, like anything, write it all. (laughs) So here I am writing this letter, you know. Make sure he can make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you all the rest because, you know, it's a little personal. But, right. That's um, awesome. And I wrote that letter. And one day I gave it to uh, St. Joseph in, in front of his um, beloved child during adoration. Mm. And I said, here you go. So one day, yep. one day will come. Yeah. Have you ever done the Joseph um, consecration? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Is it? I've never beautiful. done that. Have I've you? never done it before either. Everyone yeah. needs to do it. Really? Uh-huh. Like, woman, every man for sure needs to do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It is beautiful. I have grown such a relationship, deep relationship with St. Joseph. That's beautiful. Um, and then Mary Magdalene is this young lady who I can very much get to know uh, and feel very personal about. Because uh, she was a woman who people cast stones or, you know, cast mm-hmm. stones at her a lot for adultery. And, yeah. um, you know, being a single mom, I would get that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so I feel very called to her. Yeah, I can see that in you for sure. I, I always felt really drawn to Mary Magdalene, too, because she knew what it was like to not be the one that had that had done everything the right way. And that's me. That's my story too. Mm-hmm. But then she's also the one who loved Jesus so much oh, yeah. and threw herself at him. And I think of her, like when, when she sees him in the garden, like she hugs him like crazy. Like that to me, that's you. Yes. That's, that's like, who you I are. Just, like, you know what it's like to be on those sides and to just fall in love with the mm-hmm. Lord and to let him see you in as who you are as his, his child in yeah. this beautiful way. I love that. His beloved daughter. His beloved, yes. And that was a hard thing for me to realize. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and this may be, this question I have here may be like (laughs) multi-steps, lots of different answers. But when did you fall in love with Jesus? Or when did you know you were his beloved? Is that the same day or was that different times? I've always loved him um, and knew of him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between There's knowing huge, about him yes. and yes. knowing him. There's a yeah. huge difference. Um, and, you know, when people looked at me when I was younger, like, oh, she's, you know, that Catholic girl and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But to be honest, um, I am 34. And I truly didn't believe I was a beloved daughter until I was 33. Wow. Wow. What a poignant age, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's crazy is I always saw the number 33. Wow. All the time. And just in your life? In, in my days. life. Yeah. And my gas would stop at 33. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like 833. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would wake up at 333 all the time. Mm, yeah. I would be teaching class and I would look up and it would be 333. <clears throat> I would just see 33 all the yeah. time. And I didn't realize why mm-hmm. until later on. Wow. wow. Would you like to share your journey of my coming steps? to that point? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as a child, I was sexually abused. 
mm-hmm. um, for for many years, um, not knowing it was wrong at the time. Um, and then fast forward in high school, middle school, high school, college, I was the girl to do everything perfect. You know, like, Mm -hmm. um, I was on varsity volleyball as a freshman. I was drum major, Mm -hmm. you know, I was class president. Volleyball player. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you were volleyball and drum major and class president. That's a lot. It was a lot. Um, but I did these things, not realizing until I'm adult, which I'll get to. I did these things realizing um, I was trying to be perfect in everything to forget something that happened to me as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to play volleyball at Mary Hardin Baylor. Uh, probably could have went somewhere a little bit bigger school, but I, I wanted to be close mm-hmm. to home. Um, and I think there's a reason for me actually going to a Baptist university, which we kind of talked about a little bit is I, I loved the church, but I didn't know why we did certain things. Yeah. That's my story too. Yeah. You know, my, my parents baptized me. Um, they did great telling us to go to church and making us go to church mm-hmm. and being involved in the youth group. And I'm, I'm thankful for them mm-hmm. and thankful for, for those steps. But <clears throat> I really needed to realize why I was Catholic. Um, so in my college head years, I de- decided to adventure off to different churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always brought back to the Eucharist. Yeah. I didn't realize still you know, what the church was about until everyone <laughs> at the Baptist University would Bible quote everything <laughs> and ask me so many questions about the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. And I did not know. So I had to research. Here I am still with these deep wounds, um, not healing from being abused. I, I became, I don't want to say completely mentally ill, but very depressed, mm-hmm. um, very prideful. If you could think about every deadly sin, I had those, mm. still not realizing I had them. Mm. It um, becomes so much a part of you. Yes. You don't even see it. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, I get that. I became a liar, um, mainly because after going to therapy, I realized as, as a child, I had to lie. Mm. Uh, you know, somebody would ask me, are you okay? And deep down inside, I didn't know how to express, like, no, I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is what happened to me. I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just held that in, and I had to lie about it. So it became so normal. It's just instantly, like, I would instantly lie. Mm-hmm. For things I didn't even have to lie about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was tested. I was tested in college. Um, I was even a president of the Catholic club at the Baptist <laughs> University. There was a Catholic club. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the greatest thing about it is they have chapel on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And on every Ash Wednesday, they gave it to the Catholics to be really? able to. Yes. That's cool. That's so we, we would have priests um, come in and give ashes. And uh-huh. we were able to do praise and worship that day on awesome. Wednesdays. Um, so that was awesome. <sighs> then I had kind of hit rock bottom in college. Because I didn't know how to address my feelings that I was, I was still going through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had very much suicidal thoughts. Um, tried. I, I want to say I tried the suicidal thoughts, but deep down inside, I never wanted to die. Mm-hmm. I just needed attention. Mm-hmm. I needed was any love. part of it escape as well? Or? Yeah. I, I was escaping from it. Yeah. Um, I just, like I said, I, I didn't know how to handle those different emotions yeah. mm-hmm. because I haven't, I hadn't spoken to anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you held that in for all those years, all those years and still, still held it in for a little bit longer. Um, but my mother decided to get me into counseling. And when you get into counseling, you realize different things. You have to tell your story over and over mm-hmm. until you find the right one. And that was very difficult for me to do mm-hmm. is because I didn't feel comfortable going to certain people and telling them my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember there was a time where I had those thoughts and attempted it. And I believe it was my guardian angel that saved me. Mm-hmm. I had a complete peace. I felt at peace having somebody wrapped around me and believe that was my angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as time went by, I, you know, I still, I, I still didn't heal from those different things. Um, and I, stopped therapy, um, and had other abuse happen to me. Hmm. Every single possible abuse that you can think of has happened to me in my life. Um, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely a journey. Um, and it wasn't until I had my child that I felt that I had life hmm. within wow. me. Um, so, you know, those are just, just different parts of my journey. But Mm -hmm. again, I got pregnant at 24, not married, uh, decided to choose life. And the first time I held my child and looked down, I couldn't believe how beautiful this was. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Um, however, I was in labor for 36 hours until wow. so I had an emergency C-section. Oh man, oh, that's the goodness. worst, <laughs> right? Like, all this effort. No. Yes. Wow. Um, and uh, I got sick with an infection after oh, the C-section. Man. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so I had, I want to say 104 fever mm-hmm. for wow. about four days straight my goodness and I literally felt like I was dying yeah wow and it wasn't then till I saw whom I believe was my angel you saw your angel I saw my angel wow are you in the hospital at this point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well like a vision and I I saw my angel that's cool yeah well no wonder you like angels I love it (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I didn't realize it was my angel until later. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've had different experiences that I had to discern about, you uh-huh. know, because when you see things or you, you vision things, mm-hmm. you always have to discern. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I, I ended up getting out of the hospital, having my child. And um, years later, I started a relationship, my first relationship since um, my daughter's father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful, so beautiful. The person was beautiful, um, very Christ-like, and it was an ugly breakup after a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And that's where I kind of woke up. And this is when I was 31, 31, 32. Um, I rushed to adoration and fell to my knees. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? Like, why am I lying? Um, why am I doing these things that I don't mean to do? Um, why am I sinning? Like this, that's not how you created me to be. Like, why, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, and he, I felt him <laughs> speaking to me, but I didn't, I didn't want to trust him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. Um, so I started going through a lot of anxiety after that adoration visit. And I decided to call, um, a friend of mine who is a priest, who is my spiritual director. And I said, I need an appointment now, like now, (laughs) right now. And he said, well, I can get you in in like two days or two or three days. And I said, no, like, like I need it severely. Like something's wrong. Mm. Um, so then I went to go see him in spiritual direction and I bawled mm-hmm. I just finally opened up mm-hmm. my whole life. Wow. And I was given a book called Be Hilled. I don't know if y'all, any of y'all have heard mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. called Be Hilled. Um, and I read this book. It was, it was given to me by um, a sister and I hate reading. Absolutely hate reading. (laughs) And I I had it for three years. And um, they finally said, you know what? Uh, My spiritual director said, take it to adoration and see if you can can read. Mm -hmm. So I took it to adoration and I read the book. And um, I loved it. And I, after reading the book, I realized I had every deadly sin possible that I needed to get rid of. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't watering my roots to fully be that blossom that I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a realization to be able to look, to be so self-reflective, to see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then to seek that healing. Wow. Mainly, I realized how prideful I had been. Um I had to realize that I wanted to be loved, but I was looking for love in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of things that happened to me as, as a child, I never took my body seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care. I didn't care to take it seriously. I was just broken. I was so mm-hmm. broken. Um, And I wanted to understand why I was so broken. And I realized that because I had so many wounds within me that I didn't take care of, 
Christ was calling me through all this suffering, and Christ took that person out of my life so that I could focus on him. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, like, forget about all these other people, yeah. all these friends, yeah. all these, you know, men, whatever, and I need you to focus on me for a second. And it was, keep going back to adoration. I finally went to him um, because... I go to adoration a lot because I'm very tempted, mm-hmm. um, and I, I have these thoughts, and it's always the evil one that comes to you when you're especially trying to heal or do something good. Um, mm-hmm. They're trying to come at you because they don't want you right. yeah. to be healed. They don't want you to fix whatever you need to fix, because once you do, you're going to be, I always call my, myself a lady of fortitude now, like, mm-hmm. I am going to be truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I just going to be true. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Man. And so, so, so unstoppable. <laughs> I know. It is. But that's how, I, yeah. that's how I feel now, though. I that's, love that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm distracted. Like, when I'm at home or in different places, I'm very easily, I can be very easily tempted. Mm-hmm. And I go into adoration because I'm like, you know what? I'm in adoration. You can't touch me. Yeah. You cannot touch me. I'm in front of the blessed sacrament. God, speak to me. Whatever it is that you need to speak to me, just just say it. Mm-hmm. So after reading that book, after having this breakup, after you know just realizing I was broken, um, you know, and having a very great spiritual director just telling me what, guiding me on mm-hmm. how to become closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, during one of my sessions, he asked me to write, what, is it, what do you think a beloved daughter is? Mm-hmm. And what do you, who do you think you are? Ooh, that's good. So I got my journal, and I went to adoration. And the first word I put on my side, who I think I was, I put a liar. Mm-hmm. Um... And so when I brought it back, and it was very hard for me to write a be- who was a beloved daughter mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't know mm-hmm. yeah didn't have any frame of reference for what no I didn't know yeah. so I went back into spiritual direction and I told him I'm a liar I lie like a lot not even meaning to lie mm-hmm. not wanting to it just comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we went through the steps of like, why are you a liar? Why do you feel that? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until he told me, you're a beloved daughter. You are a beloved daughter. And the evil one is coming at you the most because you've been through suffering and you're so close to a pierced heart. And I was like, so I'm being tempted? Like, I'm being, I've gone through this suffering. Why? Mm-hmm. Why Why did I have to go through this suffering? You know? And that's why one of my saints is Padre Pio. Is because of all the suffering he went through. But because because Christ had something very special for him. He's very special. So I had to tell myself, like, okay, 
I realized I was successful at certain things that I was doing. Like I put every effort in it to be the best. And that was huge pride for me. That's where I got my pride. Mm-hmm. The harder you worked, the more you did, the more you had success yes. and you felt like you were in control. And had I had control of grew. it. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about any of the suffering I went through prior. And so I took just control of it. And I said, you know what? Okay. What has happened to me all these years, even things that I haven't even stated on here, like what has happened to me has happened to me. And I went through suffering. What's happened is over. So now what? Now what? What do I do now? And it was an adoration where he told me. I said, I can't do this anymore because I'm not strong enough. So I need you to do it for me because I can't. And that was my prayer for a whole year. It's He's short prayer. thinking, that's all I've ever wanted. Yes. Yeah. That's and all that's what I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> it was that easy. Sorry, did I just steal your punchline? <laughs> it was that easy. That's I never realized I had to tell Christ I was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never realized I had to say, you know what? okay, God, I can't do this anymore. I've been in control because I'm so scared of my heart being broken. Mm. And he told me, it's not your heart, it's mine. Oh. Wow. It's not yours. It's, it's, it's mine. So give it back to me so I can mend it back. Wow. And it was there where I, where I realized that all I had to do <laughs> was say yes. And I wish I could have figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> But all I had to do was say yes to him and, and, and fully put all of my trust in there because I had been so controlling over everything because I was not controlling over something that happened to me when I was younger. Yeah. So because I wasn't healed from a wound, it made all these sins happen. So when I see people that are sinning or like are struggling with some kind of addiction or something, mm-hmm. I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. Like what what is really wrong within your like your body? Like what's what's wrong? Mm-hmm. You're something's wrong with you. So open up. Like don't get onto those people. There's another quote. I don't know who it's from, but if you don't heal a wound, you'll bleed on the ones that don't hurt you. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so it's really important. I took a year and a half Once I said yes, when I was 33, (laughs) I took that year of healing and focused on me Mm -hmm. and allowed Christ to really dig deep down inside of me and show me what he needed of me. And that takes a lot of patience. It does. Mm -hmm. Patience and trust. And it's scary to say yes the first time. It's so scary to say, this is happening, like, example, I don't know, maybe I had, like, $10 in my bank account or something, (laughs) and I'm like, do I pay for this, or do I pay for that? Mm -hmm. Do I pay for this bill, or do I put gas in my car? Yeah. Like, I trust you. I trust you. 
That's and a then, deep level of trust. Yes. And that's how it is. Like, it's so simple for me now. I took this year to really allow him to work within me and not allow things to get to me and not stress about things. So when something happens, I'm like, well, I trust you, God. (laughs) You're going to make it happen. Like, you're going to fix it. I don't know what it is, but... And here you are making masks and being able to pay for your (laughs) transition that Um, went out. And (laughs) You know, I have some crazy stories. Crazy stories of how... I put trust in him. One time I ha- my AC unit went out and this is the, during the time of me healing. Um, it was so hot. It was like 10 o'clock and I was like, I got to get my daughter out of bed, go to Walmart and go pick up a fan. Mm-hmm. And while I was in Walmart, I said, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to buy a fan because mm-hmm. in the past I couldn't. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for allowing me to buy this fan. Put it in. Normally, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, these two fans. Like, one fan's going to fall on Ileana. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be sweating. How am I going to get to bed? I'm just, yeah. I'm thinking all of these things, right? I had the best night of sleep that night without any AC. And it's, we're in Texas, wow. y'all. Like, yes. <laughs> That's nearly impossible. Yes. I woke up the next morning, went to work. I'm a teacher. And one of my teacher friends saw me and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. My C unit went out. But um, I think, you know, I'm just, my mind, that's probably what you're seeing is I'm trying to figure out, like, what's wrong with it in my mind. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I went to lunch, came back from lunch, and I found this portable AC unit in my, in my um, room. And the teachers were like, hey, we just happen to have this. So you use it wow. um, until you get your AC fixed. And wow. it, I put it in. It put AC all through my bedroom and her bedroom. It was wonderful, right? So I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I trust you. Whatever it is. Yeah. So here I am going into my attic because I always YouTube everything first and try to figure it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> are, you, are you about to try to fix your own AC? Yes. Wow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I f- I fixed a lot of things. Thank um, you too. I just finished fixing my dishwasher. <laughs> so I went into the AC, tried to figure it out, and my neighbors were walking back and forth. Him and his wife. And he said, "Can I? Can I look?" And normally, my prideful self would be like, "No, like it's okay. I'm fine." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Sure, you know, come up here." And so he went and he looked and he goes, "Oh, you need you need this part." I just found it on Amazon. It's about $400. And I said, okay, you know, thanks for letting me know. Um, And he goes, hang on. He goes back down from the attic, goes to his garage, and he goes, hey, I have this part. It's your perfect size. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What? (laughs) And he goes up, puts it in, and bam, my AC works. What? That's amazing. Like, out of everything, yeah. how do you expect to, for him to have the exact part? Yeah. How much do I owe you? Like, how much is the part? Let me pay for it. No, yeah. no, no. I went from, like, $200, and he finally took $20. Wow. And I said, thank you, God. Like, that's all you. Mm-hmm. That's all you. So I've realized how to put trust in him. Mm-hmm. during my darkest moments of my life. And I look back and I'm thinking, you never abandoned me. 
like ever. Mm-hmm. You never did. You were always there. I just never saw it. Yeah. I just never saw it because mm-hmm. I never believed I was loved. I was mm-hmm. never loved by anybody. Mm-hmm. But most of all, I didn't really think I. you thought about me, Lord. <laughs> but you do. Yeah. You think so about me. And it, it feels good. Oh, it feels so good. It feels amazing. Oh, guys, if y'all can see her face right now, she's, <laughs> she's just glowing and radiating. And you just know what's joy. crazy is people from two years ago will be see me like now. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, who are you? Mm, something's changed. Yes. Oh, I love that. I, I looked at a picture. Um, another friend said, hey, on your, on your birthday, post a picture before you were healing and a picture of you now. Mm-hmm. And look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself. And oh my gosh, I could see a difference. Really? Like myself. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was insane. I am just a happy, joyful person, mm-hmm. no matter what circumstances it is now. Um, and yes, I struggle. I struggle. So Everyone does. Yeah. Everyone does. No matter what you have been through, I will, I, I struggle. But the difference is, I truly believe I am loved. I truly believe I'm a beloved daughter of Christ. I truly believe He will take care of me no matter what, because I have complete thousand percent trust in Him Mm -hmm. that He will take care of me. Mm -hmm. And and the blessings that I get, or, or sometimes don't get, yeah, I finally realized why I didn't get that prayer that I was asking for. Yeah. It's because you were protecting me. Yeah. That's it. And so, you know, that's why I love Mary Magdalene. And there's a Bible verse in, in John, I think it's John 8. It's the lady who all the men were casting stones at, and they mm-hmm. believe it was Mary Magdalene, but they didn't mm-hmm. say, like, her name in the mm-hmm. Bible. So they're casting all these stones at her and Jesus comes and it's like, why are you casting these stones? Who are you? Who are you to cast a stone? Your, your sin is no greater. And there they are saying like, you know, she's, she committed adultery and she's, you know, all this stuff. And I picture myself as that woman. I picture myself as that woman on the floor and I'm thinking, you don't know what she's been through. Yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And there it is, Christ wrote, and I think this is the only time he wrote that is in the Bible. He wrote in the dirt. And to me, I think he wrote her sins. And then the wind washed the dirt. Mm. Like her sins were just being washed away. And he tells her, like, woman, who are they to come to you? Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. Yeah. And I always have. And always will. Always will. That's beautiful. Always. Earlier you mentioned being a lady of fortitude. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> I actually went to a retreat. And my retreat table, we decided on the name of Lady of Fortitude. Mm-hmm. And I was really broken during that time. Um, but it was a seed that was being planted inside of me. 
So my retreat table, we stayed connected, all my, my friends in Houston, um, and we call each other the Lady of Fortitude. And I truly believe that, you know, we as women have so much to offer, mm-hmm. especially the church, when a lot of people think that mm-hmm. we don't have things mm-hmm. to offer, but we do. But we're strong. No matter how much some women think we don't have an opportunity in the church or a place in the family or, you know, mm-hmm. something, you are. Like, you're strong. You're you're a beautiful creation. Like, God chose us to have children. Like, you know, we are strong. We're mighty. We can do multiple things. and And that's what I think, like... I think of me as a mother and I think how I struggled and I go through different seasons of my life, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I'm a lady of fortitude because I have Christ on my side. Like I can put on that armor and know like, okay, I was just crying in a pillow (laughs) and screaming (laughs) so my child wouldn't hear me when she would go to sleep. But I'm that, I'm that gifted child that turned into a woman of fortitude. Mm-hmm. And maybe it took 33 years. Mm-hmm. But through that, I have just been through so much in my life. And I take that suffering and I turned it into joy. That's a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. There's this thing. I think it's. I, I'm terrible at remembering who said what. <laughs> but Megan, you can maybe help. Maybe you can. Help Most me too. Catholics are <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but it, it says the world doesn't need what women have, mm-hmm. but who women are. Yes. So it's just simply eat a sign. Eat a sign. <laughs> what, or eat a first, uh, yeah. Eat a sign. Um, but it's it's within each and every one of us, um, just just being who we are and just saying yes to the Lord and allowing Him into our hearts and to give our hearts completely to Him. That's that's who we are, yeah. and then it's there we become fully alive, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, one thing that I keep thinking of when you're talking is there's that old quote that says, "The Lord only gives us what we can handle," right? And it makes me mad every time. <laughs> Is that bad? I, because we can't handle any of this. You weren't made to handle any of that, mm-hmm. right? Like you weren't made to go through what you went through. No. And you're not stronger. Like that doesn't mean you're a stronger person because you had to suffer. But God has been saying this whole time, like you are strong and you are beautiful and I love you and I want to hold your hand and walk you through all of it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I want to be the one to yeah. carry this burden for you. Yeah. I want to be the one to shoulder it, not you. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Like that just what I hear in your story is, when that switch was finally made. Of. Yeah. It was like an aha moment. Just like, mm. why is it so hard for us to make that switch? <laughs> I think we as humans are just prideful. We don't realize we're prideful though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so. And you're in survival mode too, right? Like you're taking care of your daughter and you're doing all the things you need to do to help true. her. Yeah. So it's hard to let go of that control sometimes, right? It is. It is. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a lot of women out there that are at that cusp of needing to just say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it's hard. Um, so if you don't know, like I'm a public school teacher, I'm a mommy, I'm this business owner, I'm a freelance graphic designer. So I am constantly working, like working, 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I find also joy in those works and I need to tell myself like when to stop, breathe and be still. What a lot of mothers don't realize though is, you know, we feel like we have to be perfect Mm -hmm. in everything we do. And if we don't, sometimes we feel like we failed as a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's crazy is like you're carrying this cross. You're carrying this beautiful, heavy cross. Your cross. Your personal cross that Christ gave you. And as you're walking, you fall. Mm, And you think you have to pick it back up by yourself. (laughs) Christ didn't even carry his own cross by himself. And we feel like we have to do that a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Megan and I talk a lot about um, community. And we've, we've, you know, touched on the idea of just sharing our stories with how God has answered our desire so deeply for community. And, um, but we, or me personally, um, I made the switch in my heart and in my mind of, like, I no longer am going to clean my house for people coming over. Um, like I, I, we tidy it up, that sort of thing. But I used to go all out, clean, you know, top to bottom when we were having people over because so I wanted draining. them to see, you know, that I have it all together and and that sort of thing. But it's such a facade, and 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 I think that was also what was happening in my heart too. I wasn't allowing myself just to fully open up and be all of me to them as well, mm-hmm. and. Um, once I started to let go of that, like, I want to love you where you're at. So I'm going to let you love me where I'm at Mm -hmm. and see all the yuck and mess and, and really, um, be community for another, um, but also accept them being community for me and Mm -hmm. being a village. Um, it has transformed motherhood for me is transformed, um, just life in general as a daughter of God, Mm -hmm. just doing it with other amazing women. And the same with. Jesus too. Because that's what you did too, right? Is you said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hide this part of me. I'm not going to pretend like everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put on this front that I have control. Have at it. Like, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is all of me, Lord. Take because it. Because I That's was, a scary thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to like jump over Christ so he wouldn't see me. <laughs> like I was trying to hide this from him. Uh-huh. <laughs> But hello, it's Christ. He knows everything, right? Yeah. Like he knows everything. And here I am trying to keep this part from him. And yeah. like, oh, you don't see me doing this. Uh, yes, I do, Elise. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it was there where I was trying to play him, which is dangerous. Mm. Extremely dangerous. But I had to tell myself, yes, that that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to hide who I really was to him, even though yeah. he knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was ashamed. I was ashamed of who I had turned into. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey, don't be ashamed. I'm sorry this happened to you. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. That's it. I'm sorry this happened to you. I'm sorry this happened to you. And I'm sorry this happened to you. Mm-hmm. But I still love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to be here for you. No matter what. I don't look at you any different 
because you decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't look at you different. I still love you. So whatever your sin is, it's no bigger than God's grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Do you ever think of, like, they say whenever a sinner turns back to Jesus and, like, really trusts him and believes that, like, they are loved, that a party goes on in heaven. Oh, <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? The party. Yeah, they were like, all, the all in my saint squad. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> yes! She and finally then, did it! And the thing is... And my guardian angel went up and was like, yes, I finally! Oh, but on the flip side, I always wonder, you know, like, the face pump, like, man... <laughs> She didn't get it that time. Come on. I'm so sorry for my guardian angel. Like, so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I, you know, and that's one thing about me is I I speak to my angel. I have a relationship with my Mm. angel. Mm -hmm. I ask my angel to tell me what I need to hear from Christ. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Do you speak to your angel? Um, I actually just recently, these past couple of months, I've been... A lot more trying to be more purposefully cognizant of my angel because mm-hmm. I know that my angel is there. Like there's three angels hanging out in this room, and so in my mind's yeah. eye, I try to see, you know, like how cool that is. We have That's three so angels cool. just hanging out, you know. And whenever you know I was pregnant, I would have I have an extra angel just yeah. hanging out with me. You, you know? used to tell me all the time. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Um, but just think about the imagery, and I guess mm-hmm. in honor of All Souls Day, um, I kind of want to share a story that just came to my mind. Something that happened to me, and it's I just had this aha moment that that was from my angel that that allowed me to see that. But um, when I was in fourth grade, my uncle passed away suddenly, and ever since then, I was terrified of death, terrified mm-hmm. of someone close to me dying, me dying, um, you know, another traumatic experience in junior high. And so, this was just gosh, how long it was probably five or six years ago. Um, but there was someone within our church community who passed away suddenly, and it was very shocking. A beautiful young woman. Um, and I remember my husband and I were going to the funeral, and I was shaking, like walking into the church. I did not want to go just out of my own fear. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't even, I, I couldn't participate. I couldn't sing the songs. My voice was just super shaky. Um, and then it's this beautiful mass, and we get to... Um, the Eucharist, and you know, that's whenever heaven meets mm. earth. Yes. And I saw her sitting on the altar, like, I'm here. I did it. Mm. Like, be excited mm. for me. Be happy for me. And I had such this, like, this huge shift in my heart where I was able to fully, like, have joy for her and, you know, participate in Mass and sing mm. the songs mm. and, and the exit hymn at funerals. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Um, and, and I was just able to rejoice in that song mm-hmm. and, and thank you, Angel. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the goal. That's what, yeah. that's yeah. what we're living for. So yeah. if you, you fear things or, you know, you that's question beautiful. things, it's, it's important that you ask your angel, mm-hmm. like, yeah. help me not to be scared of this. Yeah. Like, give me grace, pour that grace onto me so that I can, I can conquer whatever I need to conquer at the moment. But yeah, that's beautiful, and and it's oh my gosh, I love hearing stories of angels appearing to people mm-hmm. and showing you things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like really beautiful thing. Yeah, and just imagine at mass, <laughs> like just oh yeah. my goodness, that just 
all these angels around. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even just our guardian angels, but all the angels. Like heaven and earth Mm -hmm. come together, and they're just in the most holy, reverent worship. That I just... Yeah, St. John Vianney says, if we ever could actually see what happens on the altar and behind it, we would die. Like our our brains and our hearts could not handle the beauty that happens in a Catholic Mass. And that we would just like... explode. It, I mean, that's probably not the words, John Bionis, but that's what I, the way I envision it. And, um, and I see it with Tessa, my baby, like yeah. when we're at mass, she just looks around like she's in awe and I love it so much. I'm like, you that. see something I don't see. And I took her to adoration, um, on the first Friday and, uh, she locked eyes with Jesus on the monstrance and she was like, just raised her head higher and stared at him even deeper. Like she knew. And I noticed all the other adults in the room. Of course, it's like, you know, it's Friday morning daily mass. So it's Mm -hmm. a bunch of old people and me and Tessa. (laughs) Because that's who goes. And they were all just like staring at her. It was so beautiful. because amazing. Because it's truth, right? Like it's real. And we don't always see it with our own eyes. Yeah. But babies do sometimes, you know? Yeah. Okay, I have one more thing I want to ask you. And then we probably should wrap up even though I'm loving this conversation yeah. one of my favorite things that I she has a fantastic Instagram by the way you guys <laughs> should totally follow her it's more than just her art like she just shares her faith and her heart with beautiful um, humility and vulnerability and one, one day <laughs> you posted the cutest little Insta story I've ever seen and you're like oh, I'm so excited <laughs> I have the biggest date today and I'm going on a date and I can't wait and then it was like time passes and it was like this cliffhanger like what's gonna happen next I can't wait to tell you about this guy he's my favorite I love him so much and then the next one and then it was her in adoration with Jesus and he's her man and it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen and was that your first time back after quarantine yes oh wow I am huge on adoration like it's Mm -hmm. part of my story um but because I live so close to a place a church that has what I call my 24-hour hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I go during my lunch breaks. So before quarantine started and I was on my Instagram, I would always say, hey, going on my lunch date. <laughs> and if you had followed me prior, like, people knew, like, okay, she's she's going yeah. to see Christ. <laughs> um, well, since it had been so long, I was, like, so excited <laughs> to go have a date with Christ and sit there in front of him and just be in awe. And yeah, I sh- <laughs> I had so many people messaging me asking where were the picture of the guy was <laughs> because I was in adoration. <laughs> well, I was in adoration for an hour, so during that time, like people were wondering where this picture That's is. So funny. <laughs> Quite a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I finally just post this picture of my true love. And the joy in your eyes was so much fun. You were just like, <laughs> like a little kid in a candy store. Like you were going to see the most famous person. It was like Justin Bieber or something. <laughs> I just get so excited about adoration. And I, I pray that more people start to go to adoration. Yeah, and really, because, you know, I started, just a quick story. When I went into um, therapy, one of my sessions my therapist told me to close my eyes and picture myself anywhere I wanted to for peace. And he goes, it could be the beach, it could be the mountains, it could be whatever. Yeah. But the image that was placed into my head was me sitting in adoration by myself with Christ. Mm-hmm. 
And so my therapist says, okay. And this is before I went to a Catholic therapist. I was going to say, did they understand? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know what it was. But um, he said, "Um, you know, where are you? Still my eyes are closed. And I said, I'm in front of Christ. And he goes, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I'm in adoration. And yeah, he knew what it was. And he said, oh, okay. Out of all the places? And I said, yes, I'm in adoration. You know, this is where I'm at. And so we went through our questions of like, do you feel safe? And I said, yes. Do you feel loved? Yeah. Mm, The best love. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, we went through my session, but to know that that was the first thing that came to my mind, it wasn't, you know, Cancun. It wasn't, you know, this beautiful (laughs) beach. It wasn't, Yeah. it was with Christ. I love that so much. That's, that was my happy moment. And when I started going to adoration and, and I yelled at God. I I was able to experience adoration as a youth when I went to um, different retreats and conferences. But again, I was so young that I didn't understand why I was mm. crying. Like, I don't mm. understand why you just walk past me and I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? What is it? Yeah. Yes. You know, Christ was trying to tell me something there, but comes at you wherever you are. And he knew right. that I was mm-hmm. didn't understand yet. So I always loved going to these conferences and retreats. And when they said they were having an adoration, it was like, oh, yes. This is my favorite part. Are they having worship too, worship music? Um, So I, you know, I try, I try to make it a part of my day. Um, At first it started once a month that I would go as a goal. And then it started once a week after that. Mm -hmm. And then it became like two or three times a week. Um, and now whenever I drive past the the church, I get, I feel guilty that I didn't stop. Mm. And even if it's not like, hi, I just came to say, hi, I love you. Bye. Like there's been times where I walk in there, I put on my veil and I say, I love you. I just want to see you real quick. I got to go. Um, but just, I just want to see you. I love you. Bye. And that was it. Mm. Like a minute. I would just walk in, walk out. Yeah. Yeah. But just so I could see him, and I would get back in my car and go. And there was one time where I did just drive by, and it was on my mind all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was Christ saying, "Like, why didn't you come to me? Yeah. Like, all right, girl, you you're convicting me. Like, I live down the street from that same <laughs> church. She's talking about. I, I drive go. past it every. Yes, I have day. moments where I would go at two a.m. in the morning. Like, wow. I would That's be beautiful. so sad, and you know, I I couldn't sleep. And those were my moments of peace. Mm. Yeah. Man, I want to go to adoration now. Anybody else? <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. I, I've i also thought about that, like, what's your happy place, you know? Because my family's all in therapy right now. I should be too. I will be there soon Sunday. And <laughs> they've been talking about their happy places. And I couldn't think of what it was. And that's it. That's my happy. Yeah. That's my calm, peaceful place is in front of Jesus and adoration. Yeah. There's nothing that compares to that. There's no nothing. beach, no mountain, yeah. nothing. And it's such an anchor. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. I, I, I committed to a holy hour because <laughs> I wanted the Lord to, <laughs> I wanted to move closer to this church that we live close to now. And I told God, I'll sign up for Holy Hour if you get us closer to the church. <laughs> so, so I would drive. Thank you. I'm glad you yes. did that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I benefited um, from that um, deal. And and he, you know, I did my end. He did it, his end, like, with a bang, you know, mm. way better than I could have ever imagined. Um, but it, it completely became an anger in my life. 
mm-hmm. with everything. It is. It is. And just, and and especially going with motherhood. I mean, it just that was my saving grace. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. You know, some people ask me, um, how do I act when I go to adoration? Mm-hmm. Like I've never been, what do I, what do you expect? Or mm-hmm. like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like, do and yeah. I always say, come how you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and some women are like, do I have to veil? No, like you don't have to. No. Like if you're, if you're not called to veil, don't, yeah. and don't veil, please, all the women listening, please don't veil because it's in or you think it's in yeah, or it yeah. looks cute or the the veil looks just really pretty do it because christ is calling you to do it mm-hmm. and you'll know you will know yeah if you've been praying for yeah. it and whatever Kendra sorry tell- i had to go off <laughs> no, that's okay kendra tell them your veil story do you have time i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip our last question this will be okay, the end okay. tell them your veil story okay um so this i don't even know when this was probably four or five years ago now i guess um but I felt the Lord saying, I want you to veil. I want you to veil. And I was like, no, not going to do it. <laughs> nope. I'm That's not going to be that doing. weirdo. I'm not going to be that pious person in the veil. You know, all the, all the judgments that I was worried about that, you know, don't happen. Um, and so I was at a fullness of truth conference in San Antonio and we were at mass and I just got so uncomfortable being before the Lord without my head covered mm. that I received the Lord and I sat there and I covered my head with my hands and I just had this inner peace once my head was covered, um, just in his presence and prayer. And I finally said, I was like, God, fine. If you want me to veil, <laughs> you're such a bad daughter of God. favorite prayers. Okay, fine. fine. If you want me to veil, then you're <laughs> this is little, literally my prayer. If you want me to veil, you need to give me my veil. I'm not going to go buy one. <laughs> and no kidding. I walk out. I go visit with some person at one of the booths. And I'm telling her, you know, just what happened in mass. And, and she turns around and reaches in her bag and pulls out a veil. And she says, I knew this wasn't for me when I bought it. Here's your veil. And Aww. I just lost it. I just <laughs> wept. I went into adoration. I put it on. And I just felt so lovely and beautiful and, and hidden. Like just, I, it was yeah. just me and Focused. Him. It yeah, helps me focus so, too. Yeah. Just, just precious before him. And of course I had these moments afterwards of what are other people going to think of me. Mm-hmm. And so I would just pray like, if I'm going to be a source of distraction for someone or a source of judgment for someone, just hide me. Yeah. Like you can do it. Yeah. God. Just hide mm, me from them. It's good prayer. Yeah. Um, and it's transformed my, my spiritual life. My, um, it's, it's heightened my awareness for his true presence in the Eucharist and mm-hmm. the tabernacle. And, um, so I've, I've loved failing. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me I'm his bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my, my story is a little like yours. Really? Is I was praying about, whether or not I was supposed to do this. I don't know why. Um, for a good year. And my friend messaged me out of nowhere, and I hadn't spoken to her in months. And she said, hey, um, you want to meet me for Mass? Uh, it was Saturday. And I said, sure, yeah, you know, that's fine. It was June. And um, prior to that, the couple of weeks, I had really been praying really, really hard about it. Even though it was a year, the last three weeks, I had been praying hard. So I go to Mass, come, I see her, I sit down with her, we celebrate together, and after Mass, we sit and talk, inside the church still. And she goes, hey, um, I have a Christmas gift for you. In June? (laughs) She said, I've had it in my car since Christmas. Wow. And I started praying about failing around November, December. Uh And um, I, 
she says, I, I've been holding it. I haven't seen you. Um, but when I saw that you were coming to mass and we were going to celebrate, I figured I'll just take it out and give it to you. Here it is, Christmas bag. It's <laughs> hysterical. I open it up, and it's a veil. And she goes, I don't know if you veil, but Christ told me to get it for you. That's amazing. I wonder how many times during those six months he was like, give it to her. Right? Come on. Seriously. Or if that was just the moment where your heart was prepared for it. You know, like that was how long it took. Yes. And and that's the thing. He's so sensitive and calming and, again, comes at you right where you are. Because if you're not ready, he's not going to force it. And my biggest thing is be ready to say yes to him. Like, just say yes. Let him take control. Let him take the will. And you sit in the passenger side and just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that that. first step and say yes. Yes. The best ride ever. This is amazing. I could sit and talk to you guys all day. (laughs) (laughs) Why do podcasts have to have like a time limit? (laughs) But um, this is wonderful. Yeah. And I think we probably should wrap it up. I think you you guys should absolutely follow her on Instagram. Check out her her store. Um, Pray for her and her uh, teaching job that's going on because teaching in (laughs) COVID is not (laughs) for the faint of heart. Um, But she just has such a beautiful faith and witness and I know that you touch the lives of those teens that you're working with yeah thank you and and yeah I just want to end with you know go forth and have hope um after listening to her story of God working in your life and in your heart Mm -hmm. so yeah because it's these kind of stories that remind us that nothing is too big for him to heal yeah nothing and and that he's just waiting and hoping that we'll say yes yeah and you're a beloved son and daughter of God always um be a lady of fortitude yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Like what? <laughs> Put the armor on and go. Yeah. You were born to do this. <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, you guys. Wasn't she fantastic when she talked about how her heart doesn't belong to her? It belongs to Jesus, and he just wants it back so that he can heal it. And how if we don't heal ourselves, we end up hurting others. That really struck me, and I'm still serious about wanting to go to adoration. (laughs) Today happens to be an all-day adoration day at our church, and I think I might have to run up there and see our Lord. So thank you again for coming today, for being a part of this podcast, and we would love to hear from you some more. So we have an Instagram page for His Beloved of Texas. We also have a private Facebook group, and we would love for you to join it. We want to hear what you think about the podcast, and so we're going to do a little giveaway. And for the giveaway, you need to join our Instagram or our Facebook group, or if you're already there, we're really glad you're there. You don't have to join again. And we want you to comment one thing you like about the podcast. Maybe something you heard someone say, maybe your favorite episode. How many of you guys are lonely? Like, how many of you are just hoping for community and praying for community? Kendra and I prayed for community for years, both of us, without knowing. And God gave us this beautiful friendship, and He can for you too. And one thing we want to do with our private Facebook group is be a place for people to find community, to get to know others in our area or in your own area, and to reach out to other Catholic women and to build relationships. You can start small groups. All sorts of fun things can happen there. So we would love for you to be a part of it. We will post the links in the show notes, and I hope that you join us. And for the giveaway, we're going to have some adorable His Beloved of Texas t-shirts and His Beloved of Texas water bottles, which are my favorite, by the way. So hope to see you there. Bye-bye. Thank you.